You're listening to the Frequency and Flow podcast, episode number 50. I can hardly believe I have done 50 episodes, but here I am and let's go. <laughs> in this episode, I'm going to be discussing what is typically the fourth major inflection point in the journey of a solopreneur scaling your business at the right time for you and for your business itself, and how to navigate that pressure that you'll face at this point in your journey. This is the fifth episode of a six-episode podcast series that I'm calling The Pressurized Soulpreneur. And in this series, I'm going to be discussing and contemplating the impact that your human design pressure centers can have at different stages in your soulpreneur journey, from initial business idea all the way to now we're at the fourth inflection point of scaling your business, and how you can recognize these pressures and manage them in relation to your own intuition. If you haven't already, go back and listen to the very first episode of the Pressurized Soulpreneur series, episode number 46, how your human design pressure centers impact your business, and then go forward from there. And if you're all caught up, then let's dive in. Hello, beautiful. This is Brie Kirk, and you're listening to the Frequency and Flow podcast. You're committed to living life by your own rules, and that includes the actions you take to build your business. The Frequency and Flow podcast explains how to grow your business's unique brand, marketing, sales, and operations in alignment by leveraging your own energetic blueprint using human design and gene keys so that you can take aligned actions without force, frustration, or burnout. With over 15 years of online business experience and now over four years into my own human design experiment, I discuss my own learnings and challenges while giving practical guidance that you can implement to build a fulfilling and abundant business that creates the life of freedom that you desire. Let's dive in. So I have a client who is an educational consultant. She works with her clients who are colleges for relatively long periods of time often years. And in 2019 and 2020 especially, she really felt the pressure to scale her business. She was bombarded with a lot of the very common ads and messaging of the time. You know, turn your knowledge into a course, create passive income, all of those things like scale your business to a six-figure, seven-figure business. She was really bombarded with a lot of that same messaging that we're very used to today and a lot of those common ads and messaging that now we, a lot of us can see very clearly what it is and see through it a little bit, but it still is very influential and still very impactful. So she decided to, instead of just doing her consulting business, she decided to also create some courses Uh, so that she could have some passive income, which is what she was being sold through these ads and through this messaging, uh, which also a big part of that was running Facebook ads to find leads, to get them into your funnel, and then to grow your list. And eventually that's what's going to help you scale your business. And like many, actually countless, um, of the purpose-driven individuals of this time, She bought into this relentless pressure and decided to make the leap to build a passive income business that could scale. She literally decided to transform her business from this 
relatively small but very successful and profitable consultancy into a passive, you know, quote unquote, passive income course centric business, complete with a huge email list. She grew her email list from a few hundred to almost 10,000 in a relatively short amount of time. She invested, gosh, a conservatively probably tens of thousands of dollars into this business transformation so that she could scale her business it, between the programs that she invested in, the uh, specific consultants, technical consultants she invested in, running the ads themselves, different contractors, the works. She invested so much into her business because she knew she was very successful as a consultant. So it felt very natural that if she was able to scale her knowledge and her assets, then that would be successful too. This was all before I actually started working with her. When I started working with her was when about the time that the bubble had burst for her. She realized that the magic of her gifts and her strengths and her passion for her business had almost completely disappeared. She really missed working with one-on-one clients. She realized that there's no such thing as truly passive income. Like Even things like courses have an underlying level of maintenance that they need to have. And despite scaling her business, her revenue and her profit margin had decreased significantly as she focused from her really profitable consulting engagements to trying to build out this course and everything that went with it. And she was truly exhausted from that content merry-go-round that she needed to do in order to continue building her list. So like I mentioned earlier, she is someone who... When she gets a client, it's a very intensive client that she works with for usually at least a year at minimum. So she doesn't necessarily need to have a huge email list because it's all about quality over quantity. She can only work with a certain number of clients in any given year. So the number of your email list doesn't really matter. It's about who is coming onto your email list. So in many ways, like everything that she had been told she needed to do didn't really work with her business in the right way. Like she works with a very niche client. There's only a very limited universe of the types of clients that she works with. She had built and decided to transform her business and just had this epiphany, like I mentioned, that she went down the wrong path and things needed to change because she had lost the spark in her business. In the about 18 months since we've been working together, I've been helping her come back to her own passion and purpose in her business, which is also making her business's revenue and profit margins healthier than they have ever been. So why didn't this scaling her business dream work for her? And in order to actually answer that question, I think we need to take a step back and understand what scaling your business even is. Scaling your business or scale your business is something that is used so much in the marketing messaging for specifically anyone geared toward businesses geared towards entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of people who use it don't use it correctly. As someone who's worked with businesses literally of all sizes and all stages, you know, scaling your business is a very specific 
thing for me, a specific terminology that when I worked with more corporate clients, like it was a very specific thing that we were talking about. But here, when we're talking to entrepreneurs and online business owners, scaling is kind of used in all sorts of ways. (laughs) And so like, what is the definition of it anyways? You know, what does it actually mean? Scaling is taking something that is already working. And this is a key point. It is taking something that is already working and making it both more energy efficient and more visible as a means of increasing revenue and maintaining profit margin. So let me say that again. Scaling your business is taking something that is or a piece of your business that is already working and making it both more energy efficient and more visible as a means of increasing revenue and maintaining that profit margin that you have. Scaling is about optimizing all of the pieces in your of your business together in concert, almost like conducting an orchestra. It's a holistic view and approach to business growth. Scaling is not changing fundamental pieces of your business to chase the myth of passive income and online fame. If you don't have something that's already working, you can't scale your business. You need to have that foundation of something that's working. And from there, you can make tweaks to it or maybe add incremental things to it, almost like putting icing on the cake in order to scale it. That is a very key difference and a big misconception. And it's a misconception because like I mentioned, the word scaling is often used the wrong way when it comes to business. So this client that I'm speaking about, unfortunately had to learn this lesson the very hard and a very expensive way. But luckily for her, her business is still very much not just a float, but it's actually, like I mentioned, it's more profitable than ever right now with the work that we've done together to rehabilitate it, to pedal back some of those big changes, to go in a different direction, and ultimately to just bring it back to life. There is so much pressure to scale your business when you are getting into business, when you have that foundation of something that's working. There's always that pressure to scale. In fact, It's often a common promise of many offers and existing containers out there making you feel like there's no way you can reach your goals and be successful unless you try to scale your business. (sighs) So here's a truth bomb that you probably don't want to (laughs) hear from those business experts, but scaling efficiently and effectively and intentionally is actually a continuous process. And not just that, but a process that is completely unique and personalized to you and your business. Scaling is not a one-size-fits-all answer or solution to your problems. The decisions that you make to scale your business and to invest in scaling are textbook examples of these human design pressure centers in action that I've been talking about over the last four or five weeks now. For example, you've been told that you have to invest in your business to scale. You hear that all the time, right? Well, that's your root center. That's the root center pressure to grow, to evolve, and to find success faster. You've also been told that you have to hire 
out. Like you have to build your team and you have to hire people in order to scale. That's also your root center. That's the root center pressure to hire before you're ready. It's almost like that that pressure to act because you feel there's like a FOMO being built up around you, fear of missing out. There's also this, you know, this vernacular or this, you know, what you what you hear, I guess, out there in the world of online business and online marketing is that everyone you included, everyone wants to build a million dollar business. That's not always true. Um, one of the realizations that this client had was that you know she thought she wanted a million dollar business, and when she actually sat down and realized what lit the fire underneath her, like what she felt passionate about versus like what she was really drudging about, she realized that a million dollar business, like she wants a healthy business, she wants a profitable business, she wants a business that helps her meet all of her financial and life goals, like she wants all that, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a million dollar business. It can be a very healthy six figure business for her and that works really well for her as well. So there's like this, you're always told you and and other entrepreneurs that everyone should want to build a million dollar business. And that's also the root center. That is your root center pressure to keep up with the Joneses. You know, if that's the goal of everyone else is to have this million dollar business, then it must be yours too. Like that's kind of what you're told is like, well, everyone else wants a million dollar business. So I guess, do I want a million dollar business? And so you're just kind of told that that's what you want. And some people don't really think of that for themselves. So that's really root center pressure. It's also really important to think, you know, what do you really want out of this business that you're building? Have you ever thought through more than just, oh, I want a lot of money. I want financial health. It's like, what do you really want out of this business? That's, that's truly head center pressure. It's the pressure to figure out what you actually want and what you're told you think you want. You know, it's like you feel the pressure to figure out what you actually want or that you're told what you actually want. And that's head center pressure, just like instead of just being able to decipher for yourself what you actually want. Another very common mistake here is that you've been told that you need to create passive income, that that's the only way to be successful in your business is to scale. But the question is really is like, how do you actually best serve people and how do you want to serve people? And and this pressure to create passive income comes from your head center also. It's the head center pressure to have your entire offer value ladder figured out before you even start selling the first thing. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of noise out there telling you you need to figure it all out before you even start selling. Another very common pressure that comes at this stage at this inflection point is that you're being told to level up, that it, you need to become a CEO or a boss babe. Well, honestly, you're actually still in more of the early business experimental phase, like the playful experimentation phase where maybe you're trying different offers or you're trying different messaging frameworks. You're trying all these things. Going back to an earlier a pressure point of like, you need to hire someone, you need to build your team. All of that is really also head center pressure. It's that pressure that you need to plan 10 steps ahead and you need to leap before you're ready. And just a quick side note on that, but also very much related to what we're talking about today. If you are a solopreneur, you're a one-person show, if you're at this stage where you're in this experimentation phase, I think there's a lot of negative connotation to it, but actually I truly 
I adore this phase of business because this is a very precious time where your business is the most agile, the most flexible, and the most nimble that it will ever be. The bigger your business gets, the less flexibility you have to experiment, to try new things, to pivot. So you should cherish it. Cherish this time if you're in this time. Ignore, you know, it's like you hear a lot of noise that this is you're you're you haven't done enough or you haven't made it enough if you're at this stage. But it's like I encourage you to actually cherish this time if you're in this one person show time and you're playing with different offers and you're playing with your messaging. And of course, you want to be successful. And there's moments where it's frustrating because you want to be successful. But this is also where you get to be super flexible and nimble and you can change things and evolve things and you don't have to make a whole deal out of it. Like it's not like trying to steer the Titanic. You're on a little speedboat and you get to go, okay, this direction's not quite right. Let me make a hard left and try something else or or navigate a little bit this way and see if that changes. Like I said, the bigger your business gets, the less flexibility you have to experiment, to try new things and to pivot. So really cherish it. So as a service provider, to entrepreneurs, the biggest misstep that I see online entrepreneurs make when it comes to quote unquote scaling their business is thinking that you can outsource the big things like your brand, your strategy, and the direction of your business as a whole. Thinking that you can outsource the heart of your business. Those things like that heart and that core of your business, like your brand strategy, your overall strategy, and the direction and the way offers of your business, how you serve your clients and customers, that cannot be outsourced. That needs to come from you. So until you get that figured out, until you have that dialed in and feel really crystal clear about it, it makes no sense to scale your business, right? Like I mentioned earlier in the definition of scaling, it's taking something that's already working and building it either in terms of making it more energy efficient or making it more visible. And the thing is, is you never know if it's already working unless you have those foundational elements figured out. It actually, in a way, is detrimental to my own business and my own sales when I, when I say this to you. But do not hire that fancy consultant or invest in that big program to scale your business or that mastermind to scale your business until you are crystal clear on these things, until you're clear and certain in the mission, the vision, and the purpose of your own magic and body of work, until you're clear in what your gifts actually are and how you best activate them. And also your favorite way to share them with the world. You need to also be crystal clear in who you want to help and tactically how you want to work with them. You know, is it one-on-one? Is it in a group setting? Is it a mixture of both? Like being really clear on what works best for your own energy is super important. You also need to be really clear in what your boundaries are with your clients and with the energetic entity of your business itself. And lastly, you also need to be very clear um, and very certain or have um, an offer or container that is proven, like quote unquote proven, meaning that what you do, how you do it, and how you talk about it resonates with the souls 
who would be your ideal clients. It doesn't mean you need to have a hundred people go through your program, but it means that if you have only a handful of people who have gone through your program or offer or container, that they're the right people. They came to you. They're the right people. They had the transformation that you thought they were going to have, and they're ready to rave about it to their friends, or they enjoyed it so much that they would recommend it to their friends. Those questions and those things you need to be clear about are what you need to consider if you're thinking, are you ready? Are you at the point where you're ready to scale your business? But you know, of course, there's there are containers that help you solidify the answers to those questions. And that's a different story. Like we're talking about two different things here. Like those questions that I talked about are if you feel like you're ready to scale your business, there are programs and containers that get you ready to, you know, get you solid in that foundation so that you can scale your business. For example, my program Radiant on Purpose is actually one of those containers that helps you get clear on those foundational pillars of your business. And it's through the lens of your human design and gene keys. And I've seen other entrepreneurs invest in scaling their business before they're ready. Not just this client I mentioned earlier, but just others that I know, like peers and just other people that I've worked with. And this means that their foundation isn't ready. So when I've seen other entrepreneurs invest in scaling their business before they're actually ready, meaning that foundation is not ready for, you know, they don't have that solidified yet. There's two things that typically happen. First, they build a business that is out of alignment with what they actually want and desire. The second thing is that they try to scale a business that is built on a foundation of debt. Yes, debt. Often financial debt because you're investing in consultants and programs and all of these things, but also emotional, mental, and spiritual debt, etc., you know, because they are outsourcing their authority to something or someone else outside of them in order to build their business. And both of these things were actually true for that client that I talked about earlier. You know, her business was completely out of alignment with what she wanted, and she had racked up financial debt from all of those investments she made. And emotionally, she was burnt out, she was drained, and she had lost her passion for what she actually had loved to do um, before she made all that transformation. So here are some considerations if you're feeling the pressure to invest in scaling your business and how to intuitively know that it's the right time for you. First, are you clear on that strategic foundation and direction of your business? Do you know what success actually looks like for you? And are you being honest with yourself about what you truly want out of this soulpreneur journey? Do you know? And then do you know how to build your business in support of that? Do you understand the difference between what your soulmate clients want and need and how your magic and your gifts and your talents can be packaged up in a way to align with that? The second thing is to get really clear on the difference between outsourcing your own authority or just looking for some strategic support that fills in some of your knowledge and skill gaps. So there's a big difference between these two. You know, it's totally okay as a solopreneur, right? Like when you're really clear on that foundation of your business, maybe you just don't know how to build a website. 
You know, like that's a little too technical for you. When you're clear on that foundational stuff of who you serve and your magic and all of these things I talked about in the first bullet point, it's okay to outsource specific skill sets to help you get there. That's very different than saying, hiring someone and saying, hey, can you create a marketing strategy for me? I don't really know what my offers are yet. I don't really know who I serve, but you're an expert. You can figure it out for me, right? (laughs) Can you see how that's very different? (laughs) The third thing is to get really clear on what type and level of investment that you're comfortable with making into scaling your business, uh, assuming that it's at the point where you're ready to scale it. I don't want you to put yourself ever in a stressful financial situation or a stressful situation, not just financial, but put yourself in debt in any sort of way. And then fourth, I mean, this I say this fourth, but this applies at every single step and every single phase. And every single inflection point of your business is don't rush into these big decisions. Take your time. Wait till you feel the pull into it being the right thing for you. If someone is pressuring you to make a decision, if someone is pressuring you to act in a way that you're not ready to act, to become that CEO or boss babe, then it often isn't the right decision for you. The right decisions for you will feel like a pull, like you'll feel the magnetic pull in that direction. And it's subtle, but you'll feel it instead of trying to force it. You'll feel it yourself naturally kind of go towards it. Here's the thing, right? Your, Your intuition is stronger and more decisive than you will ever be able to know. And your primary job is to clear the space needed for it to speak to you and for you to hear what it's saying. And a big part of that is bringing awareness to all of these pressures that I've talked about for each of these five weeks now. And to bring awareness to these pressures at these different points, to understand the difference between this mental pressure and this like root center pressure. And just to be aware of these pressures that you experience to think and to act so that you can move through these pressures with grace as you build, grow, and eventually do scale your business because you have that foundation in place. So if aligning your business and marketing strategy to your human design is something that's calling to you, you can take the first steps forward in my new free workshop series, Human Design, Marketing Strategy, and Business Alignment. This workshop series lays the foundation for creating and implementing an effective marketing strategy using your human design, a marketing strategy that aligns with your unique energy so that you can continue to build, grow, and scale your purpose-driven business with less force, less frustration, and less burnout. You can find the link below in the episode description. And if you liked what you heard today, make sure you share this episode with your business besties, tagging me at Brie Couric, or leaving me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. And in the next episode of the Frequency and Flow podcast and the sixth episode of the six-episode series in the Pressurized Soulpreneur podcast series, I'll be discussing how I personally navigate, manage, and leverage these two pressure centers each day in my own business. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Frequency and Flow podcast with me, Brie Couric. I am so grateful you're here. If you liked what you heard today, I invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can benefit from this information as well. Head on down to the episode description to get links to all my content and programs, including free resources made just for you. I hope you have a beautiful day.